At T-Mobile, you don't have to choose between a great network and the best prices. We give you both. Switch your family of three or more from AT&T or Verizon to T-Mobile Essentials, and you'll save up to 50% off your current service and smartphones. Bring your current phones to T-Mobile, and we'll pay them off up to $450 each. Visit T-Mobile.com to find out how to save up to 50%. Up to $450 via virtual prepaid card for eligible device payoff. Allow 15 days. Savings may vary. See T-Mobile.com. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on Saga960AM.ca. to The Source, and this is Annie Cushy. Now, if you have a story that needs to be told or an event you want mentioned, you want to come in and chat with us, just get in touch with us. You can email us at info at saga960am.ca. You can drop Terry or myself a message on our Facebook pages. We'd be happy to respond. If you want to talk to us while we're speaking to one of our guests online and live, call us, 416-640-0200. Terry's not here. He's been soaking up the sun. I'm so glad he's back today and we get our storm tomorrow. What a rude awakening. He's going to come back and go, this is what I came back for? Right. Well, I'm hoping that he's going to bring some sunshine back. And Jyothi, who's here producing the show for me, she's laughing because she knows we've been sitting here miserable in the cold. And he's been for the last eight days just baking himself on the on on a beach. And he took our sign. So I'm wondering if our sign's going to come back toasted as well. So it's going to be interesting seeing our sign come back from a beach. Maybe he's got some sand that he's going to bring with us in memory. But anyways, we do miss Terry on our show. And we look forward to having him back tomorrow. So as I was mentioning to you, we are going to be um, having a guest on our show uh, who is going to talk about her upcoming event with regard to um, uh, cancer and surviving cancer and the charity that she works with and, and has founded to work with cancer survivors. But in our studio, who's just walked in, is Navneet Sharma. Pleasure to have you here, Navneet. Thank you so much, Annie. Thank you for having me. Very good to uh, speak to you. Now, Navneet is a financial advisor and a mom of two, but most importantly, Navneet is a cancer survivor. And on September 8th, one week before her 37th birthday, Navneet, who is this mother of two, was diagnosed. Um, it was the beginning of her treatment for breast cancer at Hamilton's uh, Cancer Center. Um, how do you pronounce Jurovinsky? Jurovinsky. And so the Jurovinsky Cancer Center is where she attended. And she was not even 40 yet. She was 37 years old when this struck. And now uh, women under the age of 47 or uh, 40 actually represent less than five, you know, I think about less than 5.5% of um, those who are diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow, Navneet, that was an arduous journey for you. How long ago was this? So this was in 2017, Annie. And um, yeah, I was actually 36, not completed my 37. And very unexpected diagnosis. Right, but it was not an unexpected disease for you because Navneet's mother also had 
cancer and you've had this horrible disease in your life from really the age of 17. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, it was not a new disease for me because I, since the age of 17, I had been living with cancer. Uh, the body was different, of course, my mom's. But, you know, when you're young, you don't think about after like all happened with my mom she was also young right but you don't think about these things in such busy and crazy age and also because it, her first diagnosis was in 1997 and yes, she uh, was treated and she mm-hmm. beat the cancer and you think that after six years you're in remission you've beat it but her cancer came back again in 2007 10 years later yeah yeah very true you yeah right yeah and so in 2007 she again fought cancer and she survived again Mm -hmm. what was it like because there's an emotional roller coaster that happens at that point Mm -hmm. too right Mm -hmm. the initial trauma of hearing the term itself causes chills to not just the person affected but to their family members what was it like for you in 1997 as a young girl? So I am the oldest in my family. I have four more siblings, right? And I was in grade 12. So uh, it was actually very shocking. And those years, we it was a big name, big taboo, the cancer. You know, if it has happened to someone, that means it's a death sentence. But it yeah. was not the case. You know, she had um, stage three breast cancer and it was spread to the lymph nodes. We were very young, but you know what? Like we fought. We all fought because any I always say cancer does not come on one person. It comes on the whole family. It comes on the friends, community, you know. So yeah, and yes. I have to say it's not just about cancer, but anyone who is ill, because mm-hmm. we're looking at a lot of families that are dealing with serious life altering either illnesses or injuries. Mm-hmm. And when one it's like If you look at each part of your body um, and each limb or each aspect of your body Mm -hmm. as being important, well, in a family, each person is important. Exactly. And when one person is affected, it affects the entire family system. Mm -hmm. And so you're right. The cancer, it's a horrible word to hear. And it seems like it's the death sentence when you hear that word, right? Because you know what? The beauty of the cancer, I usually say, is like it does not give you any symptom if there is symptom that means it's almost the last stage and it doesn't discriminate no it does not it doesn't all. matter what age, creed, mm-hmm. race, mm-hmm. color, no. you know, gender, no. place it is no, nothing. indiscriminate. It's one mm-hmm. thing that just decides, you know, through whatever various factors there are. And there are some risks involved, yeah. which we will get to later on mm-hmm. who may be at risk and how to mitigate some of those risks. Yeah. But tell us about your journey at 17. So you being the uh, oldest child for mm-hmm. your family, mm-hmm. how did that work out for you? How were you able to support? So uh, I was in India and, you know, like in India, like uh, it's it's not a uh, big exposure or the awareness about cancer treatments or the cancer itself, right? So I was school going girl. I was in grade 12. So I was, I used to do everything by my own uh, because being the oldest in the family and then mom was on the uh, bed and she was like throwing up. She was dizzy. She was very weak, you know, so all those stuff I handled. But again, when she got better, so you feel like, oh, now she's good, right? You never expect because even the doctor says info 
first five years, if it does not exactly. come back, there is no reoccurrence, right? Right. Now, women who have had breast cancer in the past have a higher risk of developing breast cancer again. Again, yes. And so this is something that is this new breast cancer can develop in the same breast as the first cancer or in the other breast. Mm-hmm. Now, in the case of your mom, mm-hmm. did she have the cancer again in the same breast or was it on the other side? And Yeah. So it was very interesting that, you know, when she found out, because again, uh, when she got her first one, it was a self-diagnosis. Right. You know, those days in India, mammograms were not that uh, big on, uh, no big name, right? Right. So uh, she got self-diagnosed. And then the second one also, she kind of found something very little. It was a stage one cancer in the other breast. Right. I had a question from the doctor that you said that if in first five years, you know, it it doesn't come back, like no reoccurrence, then what? This is what? This is a reoccurrence, right? He said, no, it's a second cancer. It's a different one. And so the other aspect of it is that there is a... um, higher risk at that point also for anyone who is a first degree uh, relative, Mm -hmm. right? And you formed a first degree relative at the time when you were dealing with your mom's cancer in 2007. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. Another 10 years go by. Exactly. And it's in 2017. It gives me goosebumps to think that now it's almost like the cancer jumped from your mom to you. Yes. So, you know what uh, some you know that any what happens is when your parents or your blood relatives, even your friend, anyone got cancer, you only think about them. Even she used to sneeze, we used to think, "Oh my god, you know, it should not be a cancer." You know? Right. So, uh, we were living into her cancer, but when right. it came on me in 2017, uh, however, I was aware of it that, you know, how to check your breast, how to uh, you know, self-diagnosis and all that, but I was still into my mom's cancer. I never thought about this would come on me. Probably we live in denial, right? So I got it, and uh, it was a self-diagnosis again because, as you know, in Canada, uh, the mammograms are above 50 years of the women right. would and go. We're going to come back to discuss yeah. that later on in our, in our show segment. Mm-hmm. But I do want to say to our listeners that... Navneet not just survived cancer, but Navneet in the last couple of years has gone on to make a huge impact to other cancer survivors, but also to bring about awareness. Navneet started a organization, a charitable organization called Cancer Warriors. And Cancer Warriors is in its third year. It'll host the third annual Diwali Dinner uh, and Dance Gala on Friday, November the 15th at the Embassy Grand Convention Center in Mississauga. Now, the organization is trying to raise awareness for the early diagnosis of breast cancer, in especially in the South Asian community, but as well as raise for the Jurovinsky Cancer Center. Now, in its third year, Celebration of Life with Lights is a well-known event within the South Asian community, and it promises not only unique entertainment, but also a special bond that unites other uh, communities through cancer patients. And this is something I have witnessed firsthand because she does something very beautiful, and that is she shares the stories. Just why don't you tell us in your (laughs) own words? So uh, what I do basically, the objective of this organization was when I was going through the treatment, I found uh, a very big gap 
Why? Because um, a doctor is not everything when it's about treatment. You know, you have to heal by yourself too. So people used to be very depressed or very kind of lonely. So I... Uh, wanted that um, few survivors, you know, uh, with their support and, of course, my team member, I started this ca- uh, Cancer Warrior Canada Foundation. And this one basically is for the people, those who are surviving the cancer, to support their uh, families or even uh, for the early diagnosis, prevention, or, uh, yes, of course, like early diagnosis, you know. So we have few cancer survivors, those who share their stories on the social media uh, through Cancer Warrior. And of course, that's kind of a big motivation for everyone. Hey, if we can beat cancer, you can do anything in life and be aware of your own body. So that's subjective. Now, that's a wonderful cause. Now, the other aspect that I really liked last year is she instills confidence in them because these are women and we're going to talk to you about your own journey. Um, but one of the biggest aspects, and I know it would devastate me, um, would be losing my hair. Mm-hmm. And you know, you went through a time where you rocked bald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I rocked bald with the style. You did. Um, <laughs> you rock bald. You rock it in any sort of look. But really, another thing is that when you're going through so much um, medication and the horrible side effects of chemotherapy, as well as radiation and the drugs that are involved in trying to suppress the cancer from coming back, you just feel horrible. But you give these women an opportunity to feel beautiful. Exactly. They are beautiful. They are are beautiful. But you know, it's not about us seeing them. They Mm -hmm. need to see themselves. Exactly. And we're going to come back and talk about that. And I hear... No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca. You're listening to The Source on Saga 960. This is Annie Koshi. And with me today, I've got my guest, Navneet Sharma. She is here to talk about her journey in breast cancer and surviving it and now being a huge motivator. So we were going back to self-image. Let's go back to that topic about Mm self-image, Navneet. What was it like for you when you knew that you were starting to lose your hair? So before losing the hair, Annie, I actually kind of knew that I would lose many organs of my body. So um, losing the hair, uh, losing hair was not new to me because I saw my mom, um, you know, lost her hair like she went through twice. Right. So but before that, like I knew now it has come in my breast and I know that my mom got it twice. So it's probably for me also it can come another time. So when I went to my first appointment with a surgeon, I asked her, could you just remove my both the breasts? So she said, why? I said, no, this is because of that, like because my mom got it twice she said okay so that time probably your mom didn't go uh, through the genetic testing now we have the procedure here to go through the genetic testing right and she said then we will decide what to do so a a family history of breast cancer means that one or more close blood relatives have or had breast cancer right Mm -hmm. so some families have more cases of breast cancer than would be expected uh, by chance Mm -hmm. now sometimes it's not very clear whether this family's pattern in your case your family's pattern of breast cancer is either because of a shared lifestyle or it's been passed on from generations to generation through the parents um, or it could be a combination of these factors 
what are some of the risks that perhaps you think may have caused the incidents? Do you, our sisters also, did your sisters ever get sick? No. So it was actually in my case, it was a very clear thing, which was genetics. I was carrying my mom's gene and out of which she was BRCA1 positive. I right. am BRCA1 positive. Right. So that's now, what I BRCA got there's BRCA1 and there's BRCA2. Yeah. So there are more also uh, genes, but the BRCA1 and BRCA2 is for the breast and ovarian cancer. Okay. And yeah. what about your siblings? So, um, uh, recently, we got to know that younger to me, uh, the sister, unfortunately carries the same gene, which is BRCA1 gene, right? So for that, before the cancer hit her, we got her preventative uh, surgeries done, you know, so removal of those organs, which could uh, like bring the cancer in her body. So now the risk from 80%, it came down to 5%. Wow, that's huge. Yeah. And um Emotionally, what's the impact for that? See, uh, 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 anything which is related that you're, that as you were saying, you were asking about the losing hair or losing organs of the body, you know, especially for the women losing something which is uh, representing their feminism, right? Your own yeah. reproductive organs, your own hair. So it was uh, actually kind of shock for us that in our family, you know, we are carrying this gene. Right. So, uh, but again, I think we, we believe in one thing that precaution is better than cure and let's fight it. Right. So that's the thing which I think came from our mom, and I'm fighting it. And my sister also uh, like uh, took a very brave decision. She did not have cancer, but just that cancer should not come on her. She got to know beforehand, and we are lucky that at least today, medical sciences have done so much of progress that we can know that we have the gene in our body or not, which which can bring cancer. Uh, the uh, sorry, the breast one and the ovarian. So, right. yeah, we just dealt with it. That's now, it. Now, where is your sister? Is she here in Canada? No, she's in India. So what are the services like in terms of emotional support for, I know here there are various mm-hmm. organizations that help because mm-hmm. women, um, like you said, it's not just affecting just that one person, but her self-image, our ability to get back into a normal routine. As women, we are caregivers of our children. Mm-hmm. You had young children at the time mm-hmm. as well. What about the support systems there in India? India is not uh, the way, you know, progress the way we have done it. here. Like I always say that we are very blessed to be in Canada, the country like Canada, because here you have all kind of support. You're, the first thing is before any emotional thing, you're financially very supported by the government here that at the end of the day, paying those taxes wouldn't hurt you because whole treatment is free here you know and in India I think almost $50,000 someone uh, has to spend in today's state to get this uh, illness treated because this is a very uh, detailed treatment um, you know in uh, cancer Ashley right so it starts off, um, you know, with a diagnosis. Was your first reaction to go and find information about what was? So uh, the first reaction was, uh, you know what, like when I got to know the diagno- about diagnosis, it was about your kids. Yes. Before anything, you know, the first reaction was that their life should not be compromised. 
they're teenagers, their their uh, classes, their activities, their um, studies, you know, it should not be compromised. So I took the promise from them, uh, actually uh, myself and my husband, that whatever will happen, emotionally you have to be strong. And other thing is that you would not be compromising on your classes, activities. Take the Uber, go ahead, because... I think probably uh, the treatment is free here, so we could afford the other things, you know, in different ways. Right. You know, otherwise, like if like in India, it's not free, and you have to spend many, many thousands dollars, you know, there. So yeah, that was the first reaction, any like in, in our brains, you know, um, and uh, yeah, of course, uh, it was like the life was frozen. I got mm-hmm. diagnosed in January. It was we were not frozen with the uh, ice storms or the snowstorms, but we were frozen actually with the diagnosis just for some time. And then we thought of this that hey, it has come now. What's the next step? Let's go forward for the solution. But you haven't stopped because mm-hmm. even though it started in January of 2017, mm-hmm. it have you are still undergoing treatment and you're still undergoing medication and. Yeah. You're, you haven't really, uh, like I see you, you know, involved in so many things, especially tell us about this charity that you started. Sure. So this is actually the not-for-profit, which I started to raise the awareness. And no doubt you're right that I still go through many things because as probably many people don't know, life after cancer is totally different, right? Your body's 50% gone. Mentally, you're a different person. So uh, this not-for-profit cancer warrior is actually the platform where any cancer survivor or the person or the family member of the cancer a patient can come and um, you know ask any kind of question any kind of awareness you know we just we have to give in the community because uh, whether we are living in any country you know today's problem is that our lives are so busy we are not connected with our own selves we don't love ourselves what i have been seeing this because we are loving our business we are loving our work we are loving our kids maybe you know our friends but what about yourself are you connecting with your own body no because there are many people who are actually getting to know about the cancer at the last stage when their body gives them the huge signals right but initially did you ever feel anything in your body like did you do you go for the testing annual physicals do you go for the testing which your doctor says to go for usually any you know that we are busy we keep our requisitions in the drawers or the cars that okay we'll do it later right but no that should not be the case right so that's what like i am trying to raise the awareness guys first of all cancer is not a death sentence cancer is not a taboo anymore it is treatable it is curable and we are very lucky that we have very advanced medical sciences here in canada so i'll give you one example like when i was going through the chemotherapy right yes so I saw my mom going through chemotherapy in all the, like, since 97, all the decades I've seen her, right? So first, uh, 97 one, uh, the one, uh, the cancer came. Of course, she lost all her hair and everything, but she kept throwing. Her body was not making... Throwing up. Yeah, throwing up, right? And her body was not making enough white cells, of course, because you lose those also. But then in 2017, she was a little better. Sorry, 2007. And then 2017, when I was getting it, I was given such high um, steroids, you know, to give um, the artificial energies 
you know to uh, to give artificial hunger because uh, chemotherapy is like a poison right it goes into your body and which actually kills all the cells so i could eat better you know and then i of course i i uh, gained some weight because of the steroids but my white cells were better i was given the bone marrow injection every third day of the chemo so those these things were not there in those days for your so, mom for my mom right so i always say that again cancer is not a taboo anymore it is treatable don't think that you're going to die no people don't die with the cancer any they die with the fear of cancer so that is something uh, a very strong message cancer warrior canada foundation wants to give it to the people that hey if we are alive we are back to the stage of the life why can't you yeah what is one of the stories that you have from one of the lives that you as cancer warrior has changed um recently actually it's going on um uh, like we we couldn't make a difference in many lives but i'll give you the recent example uh there is a woman uh, who's 32 two 2 years ago she got married and uh she has a baby of 4 months old and uh when she was feeding her baby she felt some lump in her breast and you know like the moment you feel the lump uh first thing came comes in your mind is like it's probably cancer and of course it may it may not be right so Because she there went is an option there is a possibility it could be benign, benign and too. often yeah. and we'll talk about some of the things that you can look for when mm-hmm. you're doing your own self examination mm-hmm. to identify but yes yeah so um her name is ritu and uh, ritu has uh, actually uh, she got devastated when she got to know that she has stage 4 cancer and she is a breastfeeding mom and her cancer reached up to in in two lobes of liver spine and lungs oh. so what happens when you just listen all these things you just give up so her brother ashley uh, was volunteering for us you know and he said um he, he he told us and i said you know what let me talk to ritu i spoke to her i said ritu do you love yourself or you love your kid the new one she said of course her her more she's a new gift to my life right so i said keep her in your arm and promise yourself that you have to get better and then i have i i did send her my pictures my journey you know that i had a pride in my treatment and my this journey as well and uh, what i am doing right now and see i am alive mine was grade 3 cancer uh, which was very invasive and aggressive uh, and i'm carrying the gene like which mean that i I'm at more risk of cancer than normal person, right? So she got so positive, Annie, that only by talking to her so many things that she is responding to the treatment very positively. So earlier she was even not ready for the treatment. She thought she's going to die. But no, don't give up, guys. It's something not uh, we have to do. This is a very beautiful life, a gift of God, which is given by God. And let's, you know, make a difference in our lives and others' lives too, right? So now she has gone through the second chemo and uh, we are seeing the results that her tumor is shrinking right so right. that's the thing which we want to do more and more you know with more support of the government of our own people our own communities uh, so anyone can join us to do volunteer you know because i cannot be everywhere right i need some supporters and volunteers those who can actually uh, join this fight with us and we can save more lives like ritu we are hoping that she's uh, and she's very positive now she's she's smiling she was right. not smiling you know so she gave up but now she's better 
and we have to make difference in many lives so that's what the cancer warriors main objective mission is another one which we are doing is basically i am in i was the part of the research when i was taking the treatment right. and uh, that was in hamilton health sciences foundation affiliated to mcmaster of course mcmaster is part of hamilton health sciences foundation there is a breast cancer research going on you know and many researchers uh, goes on there researchers here in canada are not funded Okay. right so the people like us have to raise money and uh, support the research so that's what we are doing and um, yeah so we could raise in last two years almost $70,000 with the help of community that's uh, incredible yeah through this Diwali Gala and uh, of course uh, this year also we are looking forward um, but these researchers I'll give the example uh, the there is one tablet like I'm giving a personal example called Tamexophen yes which, I which, know yeah. my best friend actually had cancer and this is one of the reasons <coughs> I didn't share this part but um, in 2008 I was in India and I was mm-hmm. teaching and um, this is someone who was very important to me and I've known her since I've been 17 years old um, and in a in the form of an email she dropped that she had cancer mm-hmm. and devastated me yeah. um, it was very hard to read that she was going through that and it actually prompted is one of the main reasons why I decided to return back to Canada. Mm. Now, um, Kelly, this is a shout out for you because I love you very much. Um, Kelly actually had a very, very aggressive form of mm-hmm. cancer herself, mm-hmm. and uh, it had started off with a small uh, dimple or a small indentation on one of her breasts that she mm-hmm. spoke to her family doctor about, mm-hmm. and he felt that it wasn't something that was that big and it wasn't going to be, you know, there was nothing really important, and she insisted that he take a test, and so he did, and uh, he was actually attending a conference um, the following week and so he decided to take her um, pictures to talk to the other doctors about it. We're going to come back and talk about that journey and what happened when we come back. No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca Listening to the source on Saga 960. This is Annie Koshi, and with me in studio, as I mentioned earlier, is Navneet Sharma. Navneet, welcome. Thank you so much, Annie. It is good to have you back again, and we're going to continue our conversation and discussion about cancer and um, how you've been working with others, but also talking about your own. Let's talk a little bit about what someone can do if they have a friend or a family member who has been diagnosed or is undergoing treatment for cancer. You know, it's such a beautiful question because I always say uh, to the people and request everyone that please give your ear to the person who is going through this deadly disease you know uh, because they sometimes stop talking they sometimes they go into their own shell so just give your ear to them or go and sit with them you know before doing anything more just share you know what actually like they should just talk to them so that they can share their you know grief sorrows good moments you know or just go and have some uh, board games just play the board games you know so these are the main things which actually any survivor or those who are battling cancer is looking forward for but of course I um, always add few things in my um, speeches or interview that one who's going through the cancer because of the chemotherapy, 
you know you lose many things you know it's an emotional breakdown it's a it's a physical breakdown it's internally your soul breaks down right so don't stop or restrict yourself uh to do anything in life in those days you can eat anything you can do whatever you want to do sometimes you know what like i had a question always with my doctor that uh, what if i because i'm a people person right so i want to go right. outside and go to the malls or go to uh, where the people are you know the parties happening so he used to say that there is a myth that we can't go into uh, the malls or to the people so You you're not contagious. You are not. Yeah, you're not. You're, you're, you may be feeling yeah. sick, but you've got, like, you have been going through. Exactly. There are up days and there are down days. Yeah, but you know what? Like, there is always a myth still. In this century also, you would be surprised that people think it may contagious. You know, many uh, pregnant women or many uh, uh, parents don't bring their kids to the person who's taking the chemotherapy, but which is actually absolutely wrong because the chemo person, the person who's taking chemo is cannot give the infection to the kids. It's not it's an infection. It's vice versa. It's a, yeah, it's, it's not a infection. Wise, yeah, it's the kids who can give infection to the chemo, the uh, patient who's taking the chemo. Because so your immune system yeah, is more weakened. Yeah, so many, many myths and perceptions are there. Uh, so always like, you know, read about those things and be aware of those things, especially when your friend or family is going through this. Uh, and of course, you know, eat anything which is actually giving some taste to your taste buds because your taste buds actually gets killed totally right. so that's something I always urge you know look forward that people should do this way right now one of the um, things that I know many chemo chemo patients yeah. um, people who are suffering from cancer they struggle they, with just getting to their appointments mm -hmm. and I have a story from the US now this is based on the fact that Um, this young man, he, his mother, Gloria, his name is Zach Bolster, and his mother, Gloria, was diagnosed with stage four mm -hmm. pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. It's a different cancer than what you had. But mm -hmm. what he and his then now wife did was that they moved from New York City and moved to North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, so that they could help her out. Mm -hmm. Now, while they were there, he was appalled at the number of people who didn't have the same kind of support system that his mother did. Mm -hmm. So he and his wife were able to go in and support, but many people are struggling yes. on their own, right? No need. Now, many have to drive themselves to treatment, which can be quite dangerous. Mm -hmm. So that's something that all of us can think about is if someone is feeling sick or ill or needs help. Mm -hmm. I know I went through it and I mm -hmm. had to ask someone to help me when I needed to be taken to emergency. And so it's just like anyone who is in need of being taken to a regular appointment or to rehab or for their treatments, whether mm -hmm. it be dialysis mm -hmm. or chemo treatments, that's something that people can think exactly. about. Exactly in helping but you know Zach found it very um, horrifying for him that there were so many of the patients that he was seeing alongside with his mom who were driving themselves and he mm -hmm. knew that this could be dangerous so while others weren't able to attend treatment at all because they couldn't find someone to drive them mm -hmm. or they didn't have a car uh, many could not afford to take a taxi because you know it, there's a huge yes, financial toll of you mentioned yeah. this that you were in a financial position mm -hmm. that you could afford that your children could continue with their regular schedule exactly. because your husband was busy taking care of you mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so um, there was a time where you encouraged them to just go somewhere by taxi. But many patients can't even can't. afford right. the taxi treatment, the taxi uh, fare, so that they can get for their chemo t- treatment. And um, and it takes away from their family, and so exactly. they feel guilty mm-hmm. for doing that. So uh, he has started an um, an organization called Chemo Cars, mm-hmm. and it's in partnership with Uber and Lyft. Mm-hmm. And this is happening only in the U.S. And mm-hmm. if someone's listening right now, they want to start a similar organization here in Canada. We can talk a little bit about what sure. is available, mm-hmm. Navneet. But this is something that was lovely. And uh, uh, partnering with these two organizations, Zach runs his little charity business on very, very low costs. He, meaning donations can go directly to rides instead of the cost of running the program. So for now, the service only exists in Charlotte, North Carolina, but he's hoping that it will grow. So if you're listening and you think that you can make a difference, right, Novneet? This is one small step. Exactly. So I will just going to add something into it that with little support uh, for uh, with Cancer Warrior, we do give the rights to our uh, families, those actually who come to us. So not only that, uh, because I know that this treatment was one and a half month long or one and a half year long. And my husband had to take off uh, from the work for almost like eight to nine months. Right. So there were the radiation uh, time, treatment time when I used to go like every day to take those uh, radiations, right? And uh, we do have one kind of uh, support through Canadian Cancer Society, Annie. Uh, they provide you um, the, actually there are volunteers who are associated with them and they are willing to support and they are giving rides actually uh, to the patients. But uh, again, it's not only if they will give you the support, we have to start something more because there are many, many cancer uh, uh, fighters, those who are actually looking or seeking the support. So what Cancer Warrior is doing, we are actually kind of associating with one of um, uh, the um, one of the not-for-profit for the food. So the food, basically, when the young family like us or the older people, right, those, they already are actually weak because of the age also, right, and uh, with the cancer as well. So we are providing food to them. So they can, at least they have peace of mind that they can eat good, healthy food. So with the association uh, of Sainthaam, Canada Foundation. We have taken the step and we will be taking it to the other level. Of course, wherever anyone who's surviving cancer can't afford food, can make food, we will help them. And of course, about the rights, Annie, uh, this is very important because as you know, uh, when someone is in the treatment, they get so weak, so fragile, they can't even just get up, right? So we are actually looking for the more support that right now the volunteers are doing in our organization. Right. But of course, we are looking forward for some taxi services or the some groups of like Uber or these kind of services that they transport services they can provide us the support and we can do much more in this as well. So if you're listening and you have someone in your family that has either struggled or suffered or has passed away from this horrible disease, then it may be something that you want to consider that you're giving back to the survivors and those who are trying to make a difference. This organization, Cancer Warriors, gives back to those who have been struggling and fighting for their lives with this disease. And they look to make their um, days better and to give a bit of hope in a somewhat otherwise cloudy moment in their lives. And so if you can give back in some way by 
contributing to their charity or providing help through the service of volunteer volunteering or through another service then it goes back to what I was mentioning earlier in the show with regard to the word seva and seva is a Sanskrit word which means of service and really us as human beings um, what more better way to get bring joy and in, in, into our own lives when you are yeah. serving for others exactly exactly you know that's something uh, we realize when something happens to us um, I, I remember that you know when one day like I didn't my husband had really really something important and I was looking for the ride I called many people but I could not get the ride and I called one of my previous client and she took me to the hospital Whatever and she sat down do. with yeah. me yeah. in my, throughout the chemo uh, process which was almost six hours long you know so we we are lucky that we have family or friends but there are many those who have nothing with them that's right and so I want to go back to the story of mm-hmm. Kelly and uh, share her story a little bit and tell you know it's one thing when you read about a story about someone else or you see it in a paper and an article and you don't really know the person but what happens when it's someone in your family or someone who's very close to you and in this case I think there are very few people who've never had any anyone in their lives affected by cancer. I think this is a disease that has affected someone that you know or that you're friends with or is in your family right across. It's such an insidious disease. Well, in this case, my friend had breast cancer and in uh, a very uh, routine physical examination with her family doctor, she approached him and mentioned that she feels that, you know, her one breast is not looking what she normally was comfortable with it looking like and it was a small little dimple and these are there are maybe 12 or 13 different ways um, as women you can actually check and one of them is really with appearance of your own breasts you women we know our bodies the best Right, Navneet? Yeah, we, we, we know our bodies the yeah. most. You have mm-hmm. lived with your breasts or in other parts of your body your entire life. One of the first things, you are your first judge of whether something is not right. Exactly. Yeah. And so in this case, she was able to tell and she insisted on her doctor checking. Now, he did check and uh, he had some tests done. And as he was traveling um, um, very shortly to a conference, he asked her permission to take some of the slides with him so that he can discuss it with some of the other specialists that he was seeing. Now, the initial diagnosis was that she was going to have a um, uh, a partial mm-hmm. um, mastectomy. So it oh. was just, uh, you know... Taking d- out the tumor. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was day one. And within two days, she got the diagnosis that, no, it has to be not just one, but it has to be both of her breasts have to be removed. removed. And so... There began her journey. Now, it wasn't an easy journey mm-hmm. because the initial surgery is so invasive. Exactly. The initial, um, the stitches, the pain, mm-hmm. the muscles that are involved from the ribs yeah. to the chest area mm-hmm. to the shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's so, so invasive mm-hmm. and so traumatic. Um, the tubes that are in, you know put in for removing mm-hmm. of the fluids, etc., 
but it wasn't just that. Um, at the same time, she went through reconstructive surgery mm-hmm. um, after she had healed from the initial. That reconstructive surgery didn't turn out well. Mm-hmm. And um, this is now we're looking at almost a year and a half later or mm-hmm. two years later where the um, it was going to be uh, inflatable mm-hmm. that were put inside and they are gradually inflated so that the skin stretches until you know it's able to take on its full shape. Well, something went wrong and one side caused, had an infection and her breast started to, that area started to get um, black Mm -hmm. from the scar tissue that was formed. So she had surgery again. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at another couple of years of recovery from the, the you know, another Maybe, six months yeah. to eight months to a year of dealing with that. And now throughout all of this, she was on that drug that you mentioned, which mm-hmm. is tamoxifen. Tamoxifen, yeah. Now, that is a really, really powerful drug. Yeah. It is. Actually, I would just, uh, uh, as we started this conversation, so this Demexofen, when I was talking with the research, right? So the research of the Demexofen happened in 1980. Um, I know about this because one of my cousin, she did, was the part of the research in U.S. And till today... And she said, she mentioned, she said, any research is not possible without the support, right? About funds, about uh, even the doctors, you know, if they voluntarily do it, right? So many clinical things too. So that tamoxifen saved my mom, right? And that tamoxifen is saving like many, many women, those who are actually hormonal positive, like those who can take those um, um, hormonal things, right? And it was very impactful because uh, not only did she have to take the tamoxifen, she was also on chemo at the same time and radiation therapy as well. But Mm -hmm. it caused... Tamoxifen, with as much positive as it has, mm-hmm. also has its negative side. Exactly. It has. It has. And any strong drug will have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was to do with um, the moodiness and mm-hmm. the depression and mm-hmm. uh, going through. It may not be drug related, really, but it could be just self-image related. Mm-hmm. Um, a variety of different factors. I will add here, Annie, sorry to cut you off, because uh, this is actually a combination of many things because when you are going through chemo uh, the women get their menopause right when you're going through tamoxifen you get the menopause then of course the estrogens in your in the women body is like very less you know it's not producing and then you get mood swings you get you know fluctuation in your sleeps and then get depressed so these are the thing combination of of course the self-image you know once if you as you mentioned that she she had to go through this invasive surgery so you don't have muscle there they cut the muscle you know they cut many tissues they cut the bones so it's like removing like throughout all over your breast is not that easy so yes I went through the same and of course reconstruction is again another big challenge because that's something not your own natural that's right and so um, yep I am Annie we're going to be back right after the break with Navneet no radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca. Welcome 
to The Source and you've been listening to Navneet Sharma here. Now, if you have a story, you've been listening to this story, but you have a story that you want told or you have an event that you want mentioned and you just want to come in and chat with Terry or myself, feel free. You can email us at info at saga960.am or you can give us a call. We're always happy to talk to you. And that's at 416-640-0200. Tune in to The Source on Saturday and Sundays from 3 to 5 p.m. You can hear a rebroadcast of the show again at 9 p.m. from 9 to 11. And we also air on Thursday from 8 to 10. So we have been in conversation with Navneen. It's been wonderful to talk to you because some of the topics that we've been discussing today have been things that have probably been in people's minds and have been too afraid to talk about. Mm -hmm. But I want to talk about something exciting right now because we've been talking about all the illness and the things and the feelings and all of that. But I want to talk really about (laughs) um, the positive and that is the charity and the event that's happening next Friday. Tell us about that. So first of all, Annie, you are a wonderful host. Thank you (laughs) for making me comfortable because you know what? Like uh, talking on the radio is not that kind of everyone's thing eh? (laughs) you're amazing oh thank Thank, you yeah so um yes our event i am always very excited because you know what as you mentioned that cancer is about like as per people's thinking or in their mind it's like tough deadly it's negative word right but i wanted to bring some positivity into it i wanted to bring some inspirational things or motivational things uh incorporated with the cancer name so Cancer Warrior Canada Foundation is bringing uh, their third annual Diwali Gala. Um, yes, it is celebrate life with lights because you can celebrate anytime. You can bring anytime the light in anyone's life, even in your own life. So we gave the tagline celebrate life with lights. Uh, so this is the third year. And of course, with the support of the community and the people like you, you know, we always felt very strong. And we have always like uh, achieved what we wanted to what we actually made the goals of. So last year in our second one, you know, we had almost 1000 people. Yes, yes, I was there for the that. Event. It was a huge event. Yes. And uh, uh, we raised almost $41,000, you know, in which we we have given to um, Hamilton Health Sciences Foundation, which is actually having five hospitals under them. And McMaster is one of those. And Jurovinsky Cancer Center and Research Center is one of those. So uh, as I am the part of breast cancer, so we have given this uh, for the research, not for any equipments or any operational cost of the hospitals, which they always look forward for as well uh, to get the support, but for the research specifically. So that our uh, coming generations like our daughters, our sisters, our you know friends, the more women or even men, you know, uh, would be like you know saved from this breast cancer thing. So I actually forgot to mention. Yes. Uh, any that uh, people may think the breast cancer is only for the women. No, the male also gets it. The thing is that uh, females they get like out of eight, one woman will get uh, breast cancer as per Canadian stats. But males' the stats are actually pretty uh, low. But yes, the male they do have the breast tissues as well, so they may get too. So they have to be careful as well. Okay. So uh, now, of course, coming back to the event. Uh, we have we are actually like another event you know we host the same kind of event like 
many others you know entertainment fun food uh, dance but whatever is raised is for a very good cause yes so the difference is the cause basically and raising more awareness as well because we get the oncologists there we get many cancer survivors those who are very strong personalities very influential very uh, i would say that they are very positive people you know and get ba- they are back to the stage of the life so um dances there of course as i mentioned but there is a very special act any which uh is always done by the cancer survivors not only breast cancer survivors any kind of cancer so we have the youngest cancer survivor who is 6 year old and the oldest this time is almost 85 to 86 wow. so we have all range of survivors because as you mentioned earlier that cancer can come to anyone right so this is uh, so in last two years of show we did the fashion walk which is sponsored by designer dinesh k ramsey you know who is a bollywood designer he's such a sweet person that he always sponsors the dresses for the walk and uh, of course um so walk is done by cancer survivors or their families those who supported them this year we have come up with a new concept uh to raise more awareness it's uh, we call it as fashion play and okay. uh, which is again with a lot of glam into it um, but it's a play you know we have five skits and of course i would not tell you about those skits because that's like a Giving surprise <laughs> and uh, very importantly it's again done by um, the survivors and there are some artists as well you know those who are performing they are very new artists those who have passion to perform so they are doing amazing job um, and it's beautiful. Now, we are going to actually go and see a play tonight and I just got to know that both Navneet and I are going to be attending our guest who was here in studio yesterday, Sarbjeet Singh Arora. He is performing tonight along with 20 other actors at the Lester B Pearson Theater. The tickets are however sold out, so we'll you'll have to wait and and see what we have to say but i'm looking forward to seeing sarbjeet in yeah, on in a play here. and i'm sure you're going to get some ideas <laughs> on how to do it that's why he, she's there but no navneet actually is one of the ones in the community that has been giving back and uh, over the last several years that i've known navneet um and before i joined saga 960 family navneet has been instrumental in making sure that the events that i support and promote through my company has been uh, has had a voice and has had an opportunity to get out there and she has been very very big in the community in supporting other women especially in getting their work out and the work that they're doing uh, for various events out there so navneet a huge thank you on behalf of so many women who are not cancer survivors who are not um uh, you know so and it's not just women but it's everyone in this community that you feel needs a voice or you have an opportunity when you were given that stage through media to be able to do that you have used that in such a positive building way and that's a, a really commendable thing. no i always thank my god that he has given me this opportunity to do that i always say any that god has hand picked me um he has given me this illness but there was a uh, some objective behind it he wanted me to do more work in the community because people like us actually can bring some light because we are supported by the family we have the support like you guys right so we can bring many changes uh, for those those who actually kind of like get scared get 
like down in their life and again you know what the main thing is that in our life there are many journeys there are many challenges but again we should not give up that's right never ever give up so if anyone wants to attend next uh, friday's um event where can they get a hold of you and where can they get tickets so uh this is actually we are all on uh, social media all over uh, our handles are cancer warrior cancer dot warrior or cancer underscore warrior uh, you can reach us there or we have a website cancer warrior dot ca you can call me 647-894-9505 not only for the event but yes if someone is going through this uh, deadly disease or this traumatic illness please call me i am there to support you my family our volunteer team is there to support you and um, you know what um, together we can win many things but for this event of course because this is full of fun entertainment and um, many good people like any are joining us and uh, yes uh, we are looking forward for more people because we want to raise awareness we want to save lives um through this you know platform so people will love uh, themselves more and there is a very big takeaway uh, in this event always which i get the compliment after the event that when they sleep before they went they feel that they have done something great by supporting in any way and they have learned many things so again connect with yourself any and love yourself which is more important and join us on November 15th yes wonderful thank you so much navneet sharma for coming in to speak with us uh, here at uh, the source on saga 960 and we want to say that we look forward to being able to be a part of this event thank you for tuning into the source um and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week on the source here at saga 960 No radio? No problem. Stream us live on saga960am.ca. At T-Mobile, you don't have to choose between a great network and the best prices. We give you both. Switch your family of 3 or more from AT&T or Verizon to T-Mobile Essentials and you'll save up to 50% off your current service and smartphones. Bring your current phones to T-Mobile and we'll pay them off up to $450 each. Visit tmobile.com to find out how to save up to 50%. Up to $450 via virtual prepaid card for eligible device payoff allow 15 days. Savings may vary. See tmobile.com. Emotional pain and depression can indicate that someone may be at risk for suicide, but the signs aren't always easy to see or discuss. Most people who take their lives exhibit one or more warning signs. Often the signs are subtle changes in mood, what they say, or how they act. Learn to recognize the warning signs. Suicide is preventable. Recognize it. Talk about it. Act on it. Learn more at recognizetalkact.org. A message from the Virginia Department of Health.